1: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
0: Alongside Mike
2: Wells, I'm Michelle Smallman. It is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, series XM Channel 80, and ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. We're having so much fun today on ESPN. We're right in the middle of the ESPN Fantasy Football Marathon. You can get in on the action. It's free. Why not? It's easier than ever to join. Another reason to do it, ESPN.com slash FFL, or just check it out in the ESPN Fantasy app. Let's head now to our ESPN Colts reporter, Stephen Holder, who joins us now. And Stephen, thanks so much for the time. Let's talk about the news of the day. Anthony Richardson named the Colts' starting quarterback. What did Shane Steichen and the coaching staff see out of Anthony Richardson up until this point for them to feel comfortable enough making this decision?
3: Yeah, I think it was, frankly, it was the the comfort level of Anthony Richardson that, that really, I think, paved the way. and and made the Colts feel at ease with this decision. You know, one of the things that he has really demonstrated, other than just, you know, his ability to make plays and and do the things that are expected of the quarterback is, and you always wonder about this with a rookie, is can they handle, you know, the the ebbs and flows of the game and the situations and manage the huddle and all of those things. And, And Anthony Richardson has really impressively handled all of that. And some of his veteran offensive linemen in particular have been, you know, who are pretty tough critics. You know, they have been, you know, some of his biggest backers like Quentin Nelson and and Ryan Kelly. You know, they're their veteran center who has, I think, played with seven different quarterbacks. Right. So so these guys know what they're talking about. And, and they really have credited Anthony Richardson for, for his preparation and for his ability to be in control of things.
4: Hey, Holder, you and I both started covering the Colts in 2013. We said, we were like, I remember having a conversation. We were like, man, we get to cover Andrew Luck, franchise quarterback. Everything's <laughs> going to be great. We're going to be sitting there and uh, have an opportunity to write, you know, a lot of stories about, you know, the next coming of Peyton Manning. And boom, I'm not going to put a pop quiz on you and ask you all the different starting <laughs> quarterbacks for Colts since 2017. But how tough has it been for this franchise since Andrew Luck retired in 2019, and how much hope and faith do they have that Anthony Richardson is finally going to stop that revolving door at quarterback here?
3: Well, first of all, that that's 10 years. It feels like 30 years, okay? I, I don't know. I feel like I'm 70 years old now. Um, we won't talk about how old I actually am. But the point is, it, is there has been a lot happened here. And, and I would actually quibble with one thing. You said, you know, since Andrew Luck's retirement, it actually – the, the issues actually predate that because Andrew Luck had basically two years of being in and out of the lineup before that and then missed 2017. So, you know, there were two plus years of Andrew Luck being in and out and uncertainty about his future. And then on top of that, you have his one season of, of, of solid play in 2018, he made the Pro Bowl and then in 2019, he retires. So it has been just, constant travails at quarterback since i don't know about 2015 that's crazy 15 week week three week three of 2015
4: in tennessee oh man i'm starting to get the chills just thinking about those days man (laughs) yeah
3: i mean i was there you were there i remember the actual hit that started all this andrew luck you know getting decked and, and falling on his shoulder and and everything that precipitated from that. So here we are in 2023, and we are still talking about the lingering effects of that. I mean, that's just insane, right? That That is incredible, okay? So it, it really has been an absolute burden on this franchise. I mean, that's not to say they made great decisions at every turn. No, they didn't. Some of their decisions backfired. There's no doubt about that. Carson Wentz and that trade, it happened, right? That That's a real thing. The Matt Ryan trade did not work out, so they took some shots and they missed. And so they hope this is finally the shot that gets them where they need to go. Hopefully they're right about that because I don't know if I can take any more.
0: Well,
2: with all that being said, Stephen, how does that change the the pressure or the expectations that the fan base has? Because as you guys just outlined that, I, I could feel the desperation for Anthony Richardson to finally be the guy to stop this carousel from spinning. So how does it him now getting named QB1 change the way that maybe the fans view the complexity of this team?
3: It's a good question. You know, it's interesting. I don't know. If Anthony Richardson truly appreciates all that stuff we just laid out, you know, he's 21 years old. He probably doesn't even remember most of that. People have told him. He's aware, generally, but he can't truly appreciate it. Like, you weren't there, man. You know, so so he's just kind of, like, going along, just minding his own business, just doing his thing, keeping his head down. Now, for the fans, as you just mentioned, this is everything, okay? Because one of the things this team has done in recent years, the Colts have – have recycled quarterbacks and they've done it again and again really for four straight years and really with no tangible results. So this is the first time they've gone this route and really invested in a quarterback uh, from a draft perspective. And and so now people have really invested some hope in this. And so we'll see. I mean, look, I think there's also an understanding that this is not going to be an overnight situation. And I've I've really tried to impress that upon some of these Colts fans. Like, this is a different deal. You guys haven't been here in a long time, so just buckle up. But in the long term, it's the right move uh, because the other methods they've tried have not materialized.
4: Holder, you were on a uh, Sports Center last night. You were on with Scott Van Pelt, and you pulled out your crystal ball and said that Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Will be the starting quarterback in Week One for the Colts. So you're you're one you're one for one in that in that one. I'm a th- uh, but I'm gonna put you on a spot now. Jonathan Taylor is out, still out there. You know, quote unquote, nursing the longest ankle surgery recovery um, in NFL <laughs> history, probably. So can I'm gonna give me a prediction. Will Jonathan Taylor be the Colts' Week One starting running back? And if not, mm. why not?
3: Yeah. I actually feel like it's fifty-fifty right now, but I'm not going to take the cop-out answer. I, I think let's say it's fifty-one forty-nine. I think he's going to be their starting running back. Ooh, the reason man, you went out on limb I, on that I, one, <laughs> I know, but I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying a little bit to that side. But here, but I'm, but it's an honest answer. And here's why: I really think things have deteriorated so much between the parties that you do wonder whether they can come back from it. I mean. I need to see it before I actually believe it. You know, I I don't, I don't know how long he can kind of keep this up. At some point, obviously Jonathan Taylor and the the Colts have to come to some kind of an accord here. I mean, they can't continue in in this particular situation. I mean, this, they have to resolve this somehow, whether it means he decides that he's just going to move forward and play for the Colts or they trade him or something. I don't, see Jonathan taylor sitting out this year i don't think that's really a feasible option Uh, but i will just say that i mean a lot has happened both publicly and privately here and there's just going to be a lot of emotions and hurt feelings involved here and and i just need to see them actually come to some kind of resolution before i can just truly and honestly and and confidently say that he's going to play for them and everything's going to be fine I, i don't feel like I can confidently say that right now just because of all that has happened. So it's a complex situation, and I, I wish there was – I think ideally you'd want to see some kind of compromise. You saw what happened in Dallas with, with Nick Martin, and you wonder, well, why can't that happen here? So maybe there's a, maybe there's an avenue like that, but it just doesn't seem like the wheels are set in motion for that to happen right now
4: you know we, we had Dan Graziano on the show earlier and i asked i asked him this the same question you know when you, when you look at the situation it it appears on the outside looking in that Jonathan Taylor knows how valuable he is for the Colts it didn't matter if it was Carson Wentz Matt Ryan or Phillip Rivers playing quarterback but he, his value really went up now with the rookie quarterback and Anthony Richardson and he's trying to play that play that dollar that dollar game because they know he knows they need him but from the Colts standpoint, it appears that they're looking at it as, hey, running backs, the value of running backs have gone down. We've seen that the situation with Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs. Who do you think could is going to budge for? Do you think do you think Taylor could say, I, I'll just go ahead and just roll with the punches and play about my contract? Or do you think Jim Mercy, who you and I both know have has no problem publicly speaking on things, will say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give Jonathan Taylor his, his a new deal.
3: Well, there's been no momentum from the team in terms of a new deal. In fact, I mean, they never even made a contract offer to him, which I think is part of the reason Jonathan Taylor has, uh, you've seen his anger kind of ratchet up. He was like, I, I think he, this is my interpretation, but I, I, I believe he took that to be disrespectful that he wasn't, they didn't even engage him on a contract extension after you know obviously leading the league and rushing in two thousand twenty one making all pro team et cetera. So I don't I'm not ready to predict that's gonna happen. Now I do think the team ultimately has a little bit more of an upper hand here. And there are some who would say that, well, they have all the leverage and Jonathan Taylor has no leverage. I think you just alluded to it. He does have some leverage and and his leverage is that I'm Jonathan Taylor and you need me. And he knows that. that so that's his leverage. But ultimately, uh, he can't afford to sit out. Uh, He hasn't made a ton of money in his career. He's got $4 million on the line. So, you know, as a second-round pick, this is going to be the most money he's made in his career. Uh, And then if and when uh, he makes it to free agency next spring, he needs to have a good season, uh, you know, going into the open market. So I I think it's really important that he, at some point, wherever, whether it's in Indianapolis or elsewhere, that he he gets – gets things together and, and gets himself ready to play because it's a big season for Jonathan Taylor either way. But, again, the idea that, that he has no leverage here, I don't think is entirely accurate either.
2: Follow our ESPN culture reporter, Stephen Holder, on social media at HolderSteven. Great insight and information, Stephen. Thanks so much for the time.
3: All right, guys, you got it. All right, Holder.
2: You're listening to Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, and it's presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. you.
0: Free agent running back Ezekiel Elliott says on social media he'll sign with the Patriots.
1: He comes in, he'll compliment Ramondre Stevenson, who remains the lead back. The pairing makes all the sense in the world when it comes to how you would think Bill O'Brien
3: and Bill Belichick kind of want to change the structure of what this team is, but I like this for Mac Jones as well. They're going to lean into the identity of that team, which is the defense, and they're not going to let Mac Jones and the offense mess it up.
2: Running back news and all roads lead to the AFC East. The Jets signed Dalvin Cook and the Patriots signed Ezekiel Elliott. So when you look at these two additions to two offenses in that division, are the Bills still the team to beat in the AFC East? What do you think, Mike? When you look at when when you look at these offenses, these four offenses in the AFC East, are the Bills the best offense?
4: You know what, Michelle? You know, we're, we're, we're down to our final 45 minutes. That's right. As you, as you have seen, as you have heard, I should say, I kind of like to uh, tinker with how we approach and have <laughs> our uh, games off things. So I'm going to flip the table on this one. Oh, I'm going to okay. have you answer your question first. Okay. And see what you got to say. Let's see what you can do. What are, are is Blood. Buffalo, the, are they the top dogs or are they going to be more still, or are they going to be more known for their chicken wings?
2: Well, I think they'll probably always still be known for the chicken wings. I mean, they are the home of of one of the best appetizers ever to grace our table. So let's not disrespect the chicken wings. But to me, the Bills are still the team in the AFC East to beat. I know that there was tension between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs in the offseason. I know people always want to bring up Josh Allen's interceptions and especially the turnovers in the red zone. But to me, they've done it. They are the battle proven team out of these four I I know the Dolphins have a lot of weapons I know the Jets are the darlings of the offseason but to me until I see you do do it I won't believe it and I've seen the Bills do it so I'm gonna go with them
4: I'm going to I'm I'm in a uh, hundred percent agreement on that because how many times have we seen or discussed teams that have been the offseason paper Super Bowl champions Mm-hmm. because they had, they made all the right moves. They did they did everything. Um, the, the Colts team, after they lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, when they brought in Andre Johnson and Frank Gore, did all this stuff. They were supposed to do it. They didn't make it to the playoffs. The Jacksonville Jaguars uh, were within a couple of Blake Bortles' mistakes in the fourth quarter of beating the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, and all of a sudden they fall apart after that. The New York Jets go out and get Aaron Rodgers. They get Dalvin Cook. They are the the off-season paper champs. Go ahead and crown them right now. (laughs) Give them that Super Bowl title. But I need to see it to believe it. They need to come out, and I don't mean beat the bad teams in the NFL. They need to beat the title-contending teams. Week one against the Buffalo Bills. They got Kansas City in week four. They got to beat the teams that they're going to have to get through at some point for me to buy the hype with it. Do I want to buy the hype with it? Yes, but I've we've seen this role before. I'm not I'm not falling for the banana and the tailpipe, as Axel Foley <laughs> said in Beverly Hills Cop. I'm just not going to fall for that one. I need to see what's going to happen. There's question marks about two down in Miami. Yeah. you know, I, you know. Obviously, the first thing is can he stay healthy? Correct. Unfortunately, he's battled a lot of injuries in his career. And then can he continue to get the deep ball down the field to Tyreek Hill? There's questions there, and can you believe it? We're not even gonna talk about the New England Patriots. I think they are clearly the worst team in the AFC East. Ever since they, they're still trying to get over the loss of Tom Brady. But so with that said, I'm still rolling with the Buffalo Bills. They are the squad to beat in. The AFC East. I love Josh Allen. I've apologized yeah. a million times on shows that I've done that I didn't believe in Josh Allen when he first came out of Wyoming. The I didn't kid either. Is the real deal. The, yeah. What was it? Man. the
2: Completion percentage. I mean, I didn't think he was yes. going to be the guy.
4: So yeah. So now I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm uh I'm with that in Buffalo. I say Buffalo is still the team to beat. I'm not sure they're going to be able to overcome. Um, cincinnati or kansas city in the afc to get to the super bowl but in the afc east they are definitely the team to beat
2: yeah i mean until it's proven otherwise i'm putting my money on the bills and who was the team last year that was on the on paper champions maybe the broncos with russell wilson we had high hopes oh, for nathaniel yes. hackett i mean maybe that's uh, not a fair comp because i think the jets from soup to nuts are more you know, polish and have better personnel than the Broncos did last year, but we were ready to anoint them as the, as the, the big offseason winners. We thought, wow, they, they went out. They finally solved the quarterback riddle. They got a proven commodity in Russell Wilson. Nathaniel Hackett has worked wonders with Aaron Rodgers and that offense. Of course he's going to do it in Denver. And look what happened. He didn't even make it a full season. Russ had a career worst season. It was a disaster there. So I know that the Jets seemingly are the the fun pick, they're the sexy pick, Mike, but I can't go there and discount the bills until I see it in action.
4: Yeah, no, it, it'll be, but I, it's, it's going to be exciting. I think, you know, yeah. I, I still put the AFC North as the best division in football, but the AFC East is going to be fun because all eyes are going to be on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. So I, I can't wait for week one. I, I'm not, I'm not a preseason guy. Let's, let's get to uh week one, September 10th or whatever. The Thursday night game is for <laughs> Kansas city and Detroit. Let's get there. Let's, let's, let's make it
2: happen. Twenty-three days away. We're getting so close. You say you're not a preseason guy. Have you ever met a preseason guy? Have you ever met anybody that's like, yes. you oh, You know what? I go- love preseason. Who so I,
4: tell I me? Go to my, when I when I go to my when I go to my gym, all the guys in there, they're like, oh my god, did you see Anthony Richardson last weekend? Oh, he's going to be the real deal. I'm like come on now. Or I went up to training camp and man, he was out there slinging the ball. Well, Anthony Richardson's not getting in touch. Uh, <laughs> most good teams, Buffalo wasn't playing the key players. Right. So I, I call it though. The the football heads are the ones that really love preseason football. I've never been that guy. I was not a big proponent of it when I covered the NFL. And now that I'm not covering the NFL, I'm more inclined to just look at the highlights on sports center.
2: You know, when I was covering the St. Louis Rams, They were 15 and 65, which is tied for the worst. Yeah, I don't Who's, know. Who, who, they who, don't who exist did, who anymore. Who are the St. Louis Rams? That's right. Who? But they. Uh, I'm sorry. I had to. Mess it's okay. With no, jump you don't have to. <laughs> hey. hey, it's reality. But they went 15 and 65, worst tied for the worst five year stretch of football in NFL history. And sometimes the preseason was our Super Bowl. So I really shouldn't discount the Super Bowl because sometimes that was the only time we felt like they might have a chance to win. He's Mike Wells. I'm Michelle Smallman. You can always get in touch with us on social media. He's at Mike Wells NFL. I'm at M Smallman. We're in the middle of our ESPN fantasy football marathon sign up espn.com slash ffl or on the espn fantasy app and we're going to talk about it next it's fantasy football would you rather keep it here on espn radio
0: passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits
2: I know I'm going to be signing up. I want how we
4: came up with this. How
2: do I, hey? How do we come? Who
4: found this song, man? Uh, who who was the DJ who came up with the uh, ludicrous uh, mix of fantasy on this one, man? As my man, I, I my Zoom says somebody's dusting his shoulders off his shoulder, dusting <laughs> his dust off his shoulders by the name of <laughs> Shannon Oh no, Penn, no, I'm dusting, I'm,
3: I'm dusting off this
4: powdered donut right now. No, oh. I'm not taking for this. To Jerry <laughs> and James on the open. Nah, not, not me.
2: Well, shout out, indeed, to Jerry and James, because that is one of the best pieces of production I've heard in a long time. Outstanding work, A+. I want that in the club. I want that on... If you're partying Sunday fun day, and you're watching the games on the TV, in the background, as you're having a few, that needs to be on the DJ set list. I'm not kidding. As you check your fantasy team.
4: You're probably that person who slides up to the DJ in the club and leans up and says, hey, can, can we play X, <laughs> Y, and Z song, please? For me and my homegirls, we got the girls' night out, and we want to have our own little party, our own little dance floor together.
2: Hey, uh, DJ, can you play the Queen Luda Fantasy Remix on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app? ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm sure that he... Find it on our SoundCloud. I'm sure the DJ would be pleased to do that, but that makes me want to sign up and play fantasy football. Oh, here we go! A little Beyonce. Ooh, getting you, getting you ready for a big, a big concert coming up for Michelle. Big concert, <sighs> indeed. Monday, next Monday, I'm going to see Beyonce. Got her outfit picked out and everything. No, I Got don't. the outfit ready for Beyonce, guys. I don't, and I'm stressed about it because I, I have heard, I have seen, the streets have told me, the internet has told me, you have to come correct to the Renaissance tour. The outfits will be looked at they will be judged and i don't have my fit chosen yet shannon tells me i need to wear something sparkly something shiny I like better a disco be sparkly, ball you
5: better be shiny you better come ready come I, you know what michelle you got to send me
4: a picture beforehand with <laughs> okay. some of the options and we'll, we'll go through this you myself my daughter shannon we'll go through this we'll get okay. you life for for beyonce
2: thank you it'll be a group group effort um mike have you ever been to a concert where you're worried about your outfit
4: <laughs> listen my man shannon knows I went straight old school concert and back in March with some Guy, Key Sweat, New Edition up in there. <laughs> and I posted on Twitter me singing some uh, Bobby Brown songs up on that bad boy. And I definitely made sure my outfit was on par. And I'm not talking 90s style either, but I made sure I was ready to roll up in there. And we had a Soul Train line going up in the suite. That's Ooh, that how, that's how hard we went up in there. Soul Train line. But I, I, I get it. And you got to post that outfit on Twitter too. Say, hey, I'm on my way to Beyonce. Where is it? Is it at um? It's uh, in Saint Louis. stadium?
2: I think it's is at it the Edward Jones time? Dome, Ooh-wee. where where the you know at one time Saint Louis oh, Rams. Man, played. We,
4: oh man, we we talking about we talking about those Rams again. Oops, I'm sorry. You find a way <laughs> to tie back into that. I'm messing you up on that uh, former football team That's okay. that used to be in the city of St. Louis.
2: You know what's good, though? Since I don't have a team anymore because the NFL ripped it away, I can focus on my fake team, my fantasy team, if you will, which is good because you can sign up just like me, ESPN.com FFL, or on the ESPN Fantasy app. Let's welcome in Eric. We're going to play a little fantasy football, would you rather, as we are in the middle of our ESPN Fantasy Football Marathon today. So Eric, you're going to help us make some choices here about the players that we want to draft on our team, right?
5: Yes, yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give two players of the same position that are kind of ranked near each other, and all you have to do is tell me who would you rather have of those two players. Okay, let's do it. All right, start off with the, the top of the draft. You have two former LSU receivers in the top five, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. So, Michelle, for this season, who would you rather have?
2: Well... I think I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson, not only because I love the output, but because I don't know when Joe Burrow is going to be fully healthy and ready to go for the Bengals. So that will certainly impact my decision making here. So I'm going to go with JJ.
4: Um, You know what? I'm going with Justin Jefferson also, but I'm going for, I'm going with it for a different reason than what you are, Michelle. Okay. I'm going with it because Justin Jefferson is the guy. With the um, Minnesota Vikings, when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, Jamar Chase is one heck of a receiver. You know, one. You know, I think a top three to four receiver in the NFL. But he also has T. Higgins on the other side, so he's got to he's got to share share a little bit of the shine at the wide receiver spot. Kirk Cousins is going to look at um, at Justin Jefferson nonstop. He's that go to guy. He's going he's going to get that TD and get the gritty going also. So that's why I'm going with JJ over Jamar, and I love Jamar Chase too.
5: All right, the next one, the two running backs ranked at the end of the first round: Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants and Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. So, Mike, who would you rather have for this season?
4: Who, man, that's ooh, that's going to be a ooh. You put me on. A, that's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, ah, I am going to say I'm gonna I'm gonna still going to roll with. Derrick Henry, uh, give, give me, give me, D, give me DH on that one. And it's more about the accountability side as far as being out there on the football field. I know Henry missed some time in 2021, but still you're talking about a guy that's coming off 1500 yards rushing, uh, last season. Saquon Barkley, he's still, uh, he has that history problem of injuries. So, uh, give, give me, give me DH, uh, because no matter who's quarterbacking them, they the, the um, Tennessee Titans are going to roll with him in the backfield and give him the ball.
2: I'm going to go with King Henry as well. I know Saquon Barkley after an offseason where his name was in the headlines and we've been talking so much about the running back position and a lot surrounding him. He's going to feel like he has something to prove. But I think after we saw Daniel Jones take that, that step forward last year that the offense is going to continue to open up for him. We saw him get it done with his legs sometimes too last year. But I just think that Dan, I'm going to go with King Henry because of the questions at quarterback with the Titans. They're going to roll, obviously, with Ryan Tannehill, but you just don't know how long that's going to be there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely go with King Henry.
5: All right, we'll do one more here, and we'll stay at the running back position and, and, and go to third-year running backs, Jacksonville Jaguars running back Travis Etienne and Pittsburgh Steelers running back Najee Harris. So, Michelle, who would you rather have?
2: Mm, this is another good one. I think I'm gonna go. Like you could really make an argument for either either one of these guys, but I think I'm gonna go with Najee Harris. Just just based on the run game last year, I think I'm gonna go with him. What about you, Mike?
4: You know we, we've been we've been too similar, so I, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Travis Etienne in the situation. Um, I know. Travis ran for 1,100 yards last year. Najee Harris had more receiving yards, but I think you're going to see Travis more impacted in the passing game this year uh, to be able to uh, catch some balls in the flat, run the screen game and everything. I think he's really going to take his game to another level in the passing game with Trevor Lawrence uh, this season along with supplying the uh, running game. So give me Travis Etienne in this situation, and he's playing in the AFC South, where there's going to be more opportunities to have success than what Najee Harris will have in the
2: AFC North. I just like the way that... You know, they established the run game last year. I just imagine that they're going to have a little bit more on his workload. But I like that we went different, different this time. ESPN fantasy football is the number one fantasy game in the U.S., the number one fantasy app in the world. It's completely free and it's easier than ever to join. Just sign up at ESPN.com slash FFL or in the ESPN fantasy app. Alongside Mike Wells, I'm Michelle Smallman. Coming up next as we head down the stretch here, it's the play of the night and a scare for the Dallas Cowboys with one of their most important players. We'll tell you about that next. Keep it here on ESPN
5: Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Another
1: day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Time to earn some cash.
0: The taste of money. The smell of wealth.
1: Canty and Carlin's best play of the night.
0: The taste of money.
2: Heading down the stretch on Canteen Carlin here on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Alongside Mike Wells, I'm Michelle Smallman. Let's welcome in Eric, who has our play of the
5: night. All right, Michelle, we're going to go to the WNBA and create a little bit of a parlay with one baseball prop here. In the WNBA, the Aces and the Liberty square off for the third time this season. The last loss for the Aces was against the Liberty. But I'm going to take the Aces, minus seven tonight. It's in Vegas. And then for the total points of the game, I'm going over 177. And then in my baseball prop I'm putting in here, as a Yankee fan, this is almost like a reverse jinx. <laughs> Luis Severino has been horrible lately, so I'm going to go over three and a half earned runs. They're facing the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta, one of the best offenses, so over three and a half earned runs for Luis Severino. That pays out at plus 557, so if you put 100 bucks on that, you make about 500 bucks.
2: Okay, so you're trying to reverse jinx your own team.
5: Basically. If Luis Severino comes out and pitches a gem tonight, I'll be happy and, uh, you know, I'll put my pizza money down on on this bet and take that and and, and not have pizza tonight.
2: Okay. Well, I love that. Thank you, Eric. That was your play of the night. It's time for Three and Out.
5: Sometimes it's
1: the worst. 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 Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and Out.
2: Mike, we got some news coming out of Cowboys Camp. According to Todd Archer, Micah Parsons missed the final eleven plays of first team red zone work and was limping after practice. His lower left leg had a wrap and said he would get it. He Micah Parsons said he would get it checked out, but added, quote, I'm not worried about it. If I'm a Cowboys fan, though, I'm worried.
4: <laughs> Listen, I'm panicking if um <laughs> if I'm a Mike one of Micah Parsons teammates One of his coaches, a Cowboys fan. We're talking about 26 and a half sacks in his first two years in the NFL. He is the biggest menace in the NFL when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. So, yes, (laughs) let's just say he should have said all pro linebackers should have said, yes, I'm worried about it. Because I know Cowboys fans and Cowboys uh, personnel should be worried about it.
2: Yeah, you hear Micah Parsons and limping in the same sentence if you're a Cowboys fan. You're worried about it, but hopefully it's not too big of an injury and it won't impact him at all. Um, Joey Bosa was doing an interview with Doug Gottlieb on Fox Sports Radio. And Doug Gottlieb mentioned to Joey Bosa about the the Netflix show quarterbacks. Did you watch it, Mike? Have you been locked into that?
4: I, I've you know what? I, I was excited for it to come out and I kinda it's kinda lost some of its luster. So I watched the first few episodes and first few episodes and then i've kind of just like okay when i got time i'll look at it that's how i look at it that's my approach to that show now
2: okay well you watched a little bit of it i watched it doug gottlieb says everyone's watching the netflix show on quarterbacks are you watching and uh bosa says why would i want to watch a show about patrick mahomes people actually watch that so he goes on to to mention to Gottlieb do you go home and watch interviews after you're done hosting why would I want to go home and essentially watch my rival and watch something about football so I get his point but I bet there are a lot of people in the NFL that tuned into that show to check out what these guys were doing
4: I mean, yes, of course. There's a lot, of, you know, a lot of people in the NFL look at it the same way they look at hard knocks. Yeah. You just if 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 you play the game, you want to see what's going on with your peers around the league. It doesn't matter if they're a teammate or a competitor that you face twice a year in your division. You usually want to watch out. But hey. Props to Joey Bosa for trying to flex and say, "Why would I care about some Patrick (laughs) Mahomes?" You should, you should want to watch Patrick Mahomes because he continues to dominate the not just the eight, not just the uh, the L.A. Chargers and the AFC West. He continues to dominate the entire NFL. So yes. He should want to watch a show about Patrick Mahomes.
2: And you know what? It's almost a scouting report in a way because you're seeing him talk about his preparation. You're seeing him talk about his approach to certain things, how he's nice to guys on the field and gives them compliments. So maybe they won't hit him as hard. You know, if I'm a player, I'm watching, especially somebody like Joey Bosa. I'm like, oh, you're, you're complimenting me because you think I'm going to take it easy on you? Uh-uh. I'm coming at you full throttle next time. Um. Let's bring in Shannon really quickly. Shannon, what day is it? We always like to check in and see what national or international day it is. What are we working with today? Sorry to put you on the spot there, Shannon, but I know earlier we said maybe it's National.
5: I got you. I got key Lime Pie Day or it. something? Yeah, meringue you know, Day? A couple, couple things. National Relaxation Day, which oh. here in the Northeast is great since it's raining and dark and cloudy, so that works. But then also today is National Lemon Meringue Pie Day. There you, guys you go. In on Lemon Meringue Pie?
2: You know what? I'm out. Give me key lime over lemon meringue. What about you, Mike?
4: Man, uh, uh, give me lemon meringue cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. But <laughs> beyond that, I'm not I'm not a big lemon meringue guy. Um, I'm more of a crisp Canty sweet potato pie guy. Ooh. I know he said his wife makes the best sweet potato pie, but I got to say, I'm going to top myself and say, I make the best sweet potato pie. Darius Leonard, the Colts linebacker, can tell you how good my sweet potato pie is.
2: Okay, I am going to take your word for it, because I know you've got some delicious burgers on the grill for later tonight. I hope you enjoy them. I enjoyed <laughs> doing the show with you today, Mike. Thanks so much.
4: Hey, I had a blast with you on our first show together, Michelle.
2: And thanks to Shannon and Eric. Coming up next is Joe and Amber. Keep it here on ESPN Radio.
1: Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.